It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Welcome in. It's Hardwood Handicappers. Kelly Bidlin, Zach Cohen here. It is Monday, January 29th. No JVT today, just Kelly and Zach. We run it through the whole Monday card for you. Man, Zach, it's a deep one today. We got some good games. We got lots of bets, lots to get to. How you doing, man? Doing well. You know, I, I'm selfishly excited that there's only one football game left and we get to focus on basketball for the next couple of months. Oh, yeah, yeah, good point. Welcome to all of the NBA fans out there who believe the season starts today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is uh, uh, probably, something, yeah, probably something we should mention. Hey, for those of you who have been loyal listeners over the year or just over the years or over just even over the past few months, Tell your friends. They might actually be interested in betting the NBA and listening to a, a couple podcasts now that the NFL season is winding down. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was definitely thinking that last night, Zach. This is, uh, I mean, our attention always is here on the NBA, uh, and it doesn't get really lost. But, yes, there is a new wave of audience for sure that uh, will be jumping on board thinking the NBA season basically starts just now. Um, okay, nothing too big to hit on from last night. I don't think the Pistons uh, beat the Thunder, which was I think everybody got everybody's day started with a laugh. And uh, for Detroit, sorry about your Lions last night, but your Pistons got a W. So uh, the sixth win of the year for them. Uh, I was kind of chuckling. We were talking a little bit about this before I hit the record button. I said I'd just save it for air, Zach. The, uh, I, I, I've been on a good run lately. But as what what often happens with good runs is – Make sure to count out, count up, and don't forget the lucky ass wins you get sometimes along the way. Because when you're sitting there complaining about your bad beats, ninety percent of the people that are whining about their bad beats all the time never think about how lucky they just got like a week and a half ago, and they already forgot about it all the time. I mean, that is a it's a constant in the poker world, but just as much just as prevalent in the sports betting world, we. We remember so much more easily the bad beats that we take and not the ones we get lucky on. And the Bulls was definitely a bet again last night. I went to the well, I, I went to, uh, went to the well with the Bulls against the Blazers last night. I don't really know how I escaped with a, with a cover on six and a half in that game, them winning by eight. And it's like, 
Honestly, Zach, we, I know we were talking about our records end of last week. It, it's probably the third game in the past like week, week and a half that I pulled out a W by like a, a two by a one and a half points or less when you're talking about a spread bet. So it, it just your uh, this is going to be your your reminder that I'm going to drop everyone. So I'll remember the games that you get really freaking lucky on. Yep. Yeah, I had the Blazers plus five and a half in that game. So oh I, man, I'm sorry, man. I didn't yeah. even know. No, it's okay. It's all good. It was. It, I mean, like. They shouldn't have covered, honestly. I like they, they had a chances in that game, but like it's not like it was close enough where I was a bad beat or anything. Yeah, no, it was a uh I it was actually a pretty competitive game throughout. Uh and it yeah. was it, way way too close for my liking. But the, I I don't want to say it was bad beat, but it was it was kind of bad beatish for you to not have covered at the end there when it was so close to, towards the end of it, the NBA end game. And this was we kind of you know, we kind of talked about it last week of just about some of those uh, key numbers and key number ranges, uh, you know, to, to avoid. And this is, this is where you kind of talk about it, right? This is like those, t- those type of games where you can see NBA end game. You always got to keep in mind where free throws come into play and those, you know, a, a, a three is it's a one possession game and then they're going to foul and that easily goes to five and that easily goes to seven. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of the numbers. I, I don't know if you agree, Zach, but those, those are kind of the numbers that I usually try to stick around in, in in my mind, and you can go up and look online. I mean, the amount of NBA games that land between five and eight, I think is roughly like 24% of the time. So that's usually like the band that I'll try to bet around. Like I always, I, all, all I know Zach, and it might just be a mental thing for me, but it is the amount of games that I would have said early, you know, years and years ago that I felt like I lost laying five and a half points you know what I mean? Instead yeah. of laying a four and a half, like it is that at least that number five, I always will try to work around if I can. It's not, not worth buying points, but you're always trying to get get in front of the market or wait for it to come down, back to you. Yeah, I completely agree. Three, five, and seven is what I'm looking for. So yeah, uh, spot on there. That's why I kind of thought like I was still in the clear when I got Blazers plus five and a half. I would have liked a little bit more, but I was like, I think it's good but where it is. But yeah, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Man, I hear you. All right, well, we move on to today. We're going to start this start this early. We'll go through everything on the card for today. No JVT, but we got a lot of games to get to and a lot of bets. And Zach, don't let me forget uh, uh, JVTs if we uh, roll through any of the games that he bet on. I know he did have a couple. Actually, no, he's yep. got a few. Um, okay, we'll start at the top. Clippers and Cavs, actually right at the top of rotation. Uh, 710 Eastern Time, 410 Pacific. We have the Clippers heading into the Cavaliers. We were talking about injuries before we started recording. Donovan Mitchell listed as probable, actually is on the injury report, so maybe worth noting on that. And Evan Mobley does look like he will make his return tonight. Is upgraded to questionable, so keep an eye on that. That could change between now. We are recording uh, right now at 1.47 p.m. Eastern time, so obviously could change before tip-off tonight, but we do expect him to return. I would expect he's going to be on some kind of minutes restriction, although I haven't seen anything specific on that. Um, anything that you have in this game tonight? I took the Clippers money line minus one twenty five. I believe this is one where JVT had Clippers minus two. Yeah, he did. Uh, this is a game where you know it was tough to call because the Cavaliers are like scorching hot lately. But I do think you know the Clippers have been the best offensive team in the league for a month or two now, and I do think they're going to have no trouble kind of scoring against the Cavaliers defense that has been really good. But I do think that the matchup's great for for uh, Los Angeles. I don't think that Cleveland really has anybody that can kind of cover George or Kawhi. Uh, and I just think that on the other end of the floor, you're going to have, you know, PG or Kawhi out there to switch on to Mitchell when they need to. I think it's going to be tough for the Cavaliers to score easy buckets. 
And the return to Mobley actually scares me a little bit for Cleveland. I think that, you know, they kind of founded an identity without him. It was, you know, they're a team that launches a ton of threes. They have all the spacing in the world. With him back in the mix, you know, potentially playing next to Allen in spurts and minutes, I think they're going to have to figure out something else that works for him. You know, we've seen this team struggle to score with those two on the court. So I'm interested in seeing what it looks like. It's never great when you bring, you know, a big player back into a mix when a team is playing very well. So I think it's a tricky situation for Cleveland. Yeah, I I agree with everything you just said. I didn't bet this game pregame. I do have the Clippers side circled, though, to look at live tonight. Uh, rest situation here, three and four for the for the Clippers. They are on a, kind of this mini road trip right now. Started in Toronto. We saw them just coming off that game against Boston that they uh, handled uh, handled the Celtics over the weekend. So I'm a little, I guess I'm a little concerned if they're going to fully be up for this game. But like you said, Cleveland's been playing about as well as anybody right now. So I would be surprised if they didn't. I think I'm just going to wade into this one with a look at the Clippers live potentially in this game. If uh, we get some shooting percentages out of whack early, completely, absolutely the side I would lean to though. um, In that game, it was one that I had had circled early, just didn't get to end up betting pregame. Like you said though, JVT on that side as well. And I I really do just echo your sentiments. I really do think the uh, just the matchups are going to be an issue. Um, for you know, for mainly for the Cleveland defense on the offensive weapons for the Clippers, I think there could be some matchup issues down low. Uh, you know, for for the Clippers with the Cavs side of it, I think if you look Jared Allen over over rebounds or over points and rebounds or something like that, I think he could have a big game down there tonight. Um, which is something I might actually end up betting pregame, but uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I do, I, I do uh, lean the Clippers side there though as well. So two bets and a lean. Um, that's pretty damn good for as yeah. far when it comes, especially lately for the three of us coming to a consensus. So um, two, two bets and a lean to the Clippers side on that one. All right, moving on down. Knicks at Hornets tonight, 7-10 Eastern time tip here. I played uh, I played the Red Hot Knicks uh, in this one, Zach, but I played it yesterday and laid six and a half points. This is out to nine most places here now. 220 and a half to 221 and a half is where you're going to see the total. Julius Randle out for the Knicks. Yes, Knicks taking money, but Julius Randle is out. Um, shoulder injury for Randle. I think news came down this morning. I was probably on the air, Zach. I w- expected to miss a couple weeks, right? Yeah, well, said a couple. It's a matter of weeks, not months, so it's not okay. a season-ending injury, but somewhat significant. Yeah, that, that that's big. I didn't really know how to. I, I, I thought that was kind of just a shoulder popping out when I saw it in so real time. It. Uh, and was hoping it wasn't anything worse than that. So sounding like it's not too much worse than that uh, for for Randall. I, this Knicks team's been playing so well; it really hurt. Really hurts to not have him. I mean, him and Mitchell Robinson out. Your whole start, your whole starting uh, front court out right now is is pretty brutal. Um, other major injury to keep an eye on here is Lamelo Ball. He is listed as questionable tonight for the Hornets. Um, yeah, I bet this at six and a half. I mean, this is two teams that are completely headed in opposite directions right now. We're talking about uh, a New York Knicks team that over their past 10 games, eight and two straight up, uh, plus 14.8 net rating in non-garbage time minutes during those games, second in the NBA only behind those Cleveland Cavaliers. Talking about a top 10 offense, top 10 defense that they're throwing at you. No Julius Randle obviously does impact that. Charlotte, though, Man, I know they got, they've had Lamelo back for a lot of these games, and 
Zach, I feel like I'm still waiting to like hop on board to like like this team at some point because we we brought that up all the way back in the preseason of hey, watch out, this team could be something here along the way. But two and eight over their last ten, minus sixteen point eight net rating and non garbage time minutes. That is second worst uh, in the NBA. Bottom three offense and defense right now. They they are really struggling. We've talked about this Knicks team being a bully before. Um, so that was really just my my look uh, uh, tonight was just the Knicks kind of taking care of business in Charlotte. Did you have anything on that game? I don't have anything in this game. I mean, the only thing I'd say is, like, I do worry about, you know, the Knicks in these next couple of weeks because they're not a team that has a lot of firepower offensively. They need a guy like Randall that kind of dominates the ball. You know, it drives some Knicks fans crazy. But yeah. he is a guy that can create offense really easily for himself and honestly a pretty decent passer for a big man. So I do think – New York's in trouble in terms of offense over these next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, I'm wondering how much of that pressure falls on OG. I I, mm-hmm. I think it's going to. Um, it's just you know we haven't really seen him be that type of guy a ton before. But 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 I'm I'm with you because I think that is going to be might not be an issue in this game tonight, but I think it's going to be an issue for him while he's out. Is where. Where does the rest of that offense come? It can't always be coming from Brunson. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's something to keep your eye on for sure. Um, all right. Oh, sorry. Just guess the, the Hornets, we're going to be waiting all season. Like, I just don't think that this team has it, even though it's the same team that it was a few years ago when they made that play-in run. I, was that not – Did was James Borrego the coach of the team that year and they fired him after the loss? Uh, I believe that is correct. Yeah, that feels like somewhat significant now looking back on it. Which, like, if I remember correctly, he was also, like, in Coach of the Year running yes. like, for, like, much of the year. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I believe I believe we're nailing that correctly. Uh, yeah. But that also feels like Mike Tomlin from this year. It was like, oh, like, fire this guy to Coach of the Year to fire this guy again. Yeah. And you got another winning season. So, um, yeah, the Hornets here are a problem. Um, okay, Suns at the Heat, 740 Eastern. Right now we are Heat 3, the three-and-a-half-point home favorites. 229 and a half basically painted across the board total for this game. Suns Nurkic is questionable for tonight. Uh, Suns did just play. That was yesterday. They just played Orlando, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, just played Orlando yesterday. So back to back for them heading into Miami. Um, Zach, I'm going to toss you this on this one. I didn't have anything here. I almost played the Suns yesterday. Man, this feels like a heat spot right uh, uh, right here, but God, this team has been so gross recently. I cannot bring myself to bet this game at all. Anything that you had. No, I agree with you. Like the Suns money line is like screaming at me just like in terms of value, but I <laughs> yeah. do think I do think that the Heat are probably going to find a way to win this game. The Suns have just been shooting themselves in the foot with turnovers and like they do they do lack an offensive identity, which is kind of crazy considering the talent they have. Like they just can't figure out the right balance of who goes when. In the last few games it's been Booker playing really well offensively, but at the same time, you know, they're counting on him to share the ball and get KD and Beal involved. So they need to figure something out offensively. I wouldn't say it's been like one step forward, two steps back, but it feels like it's been like two steps forward, one step back. They were playing well, you know, the last two weeks, but they've fallen apart a little bit here these last few, those last few days. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I think the important thing, you know, especially for you as a Suns fan, so I can, I can, I can talk to you like a fan. Seth. Uh, <laughs> I think the important thing is just having these guys on the court together, yeah. right? Like it is. I mean, I know we're talking about regular season. We are talking about regular season NBA betting. Like that. That's the point of this podcast. So obviously, yeah, I think right now is a time to a time to be a little bit concerned. But as as this team goes forward, I think as long as these guys are just 
actually on the court together playing. I think they're going to get it figured out. I still think this is a team to be very, very scared of in the Western Conference. I think it's just, yeah, I think it's just going to take time uh, with, with these guys. I kind of trust them to get it together, though. I'm really interested to see how dangerous this team could end up being in the playoffs. They've um, been pretty close to unbeatable when the starting five is played together, and then right. like in the minutes that they've played together as well. So I do think that that's really the thing. It's just it's it's health, which is what we said before the season. But but I will say the concerning thing is. It's health extended to now Grayson Allen and Yusuf Nurkic, not just the big three. The, de- the depth is still a concern, even after some moves that looked like they were favorable in the offseason. Yeah, which is, you know, we brought that up a couple times talking about that team already. But even just like, it, so, yeah, when you start talking about health concerns for Nurkic and Grayson yeah. Allen and stuff like that, like, okay, most times we laugh that off when we're talking about a championship caliber team. But no, like these guys are that important because yeah. there's just so little behind them. That Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, those are... Those are names that pop up. If they pop up on an injury report now, you have to be far more aware of them uh, than you might normally. And, and honestly, in this matchup tonight, and not having Nurkic is, pre- is pretty damn big. You'd like yeah. to be able to throw a big body, uh, you know, at Bam to have to have him to just deal with and spend his energy with handling down low a little bit. All right, let's keep rolling. Big one tonight in Boston. God, these games are becoming so tough with the Celtics. Uh, Celtics, eight and a half point home favorites. 236 right now, pretty much everywhere. 235 and a half to 236 is where you're going to find total. I'll, I'll tell you that. Like my numbers would say, would have said bet the Suns, but like I got a feeling about that game, so I'm passing on it tonight. And my numbers would absolutely tell me about bet the Pelicans here tonight um, against the Celtics at this number. I just can't. I, I can't. <laughs> I, I this Boston team has been. I feel like when I've bet bet on them or bet against them, it, it's been it's been die or die for me this season. Uh, no matter what I do with this team, I think the Pelicans. I initially wrote them down as a team I was going to look at live tonight, but I'm like they're already catching eight and a half yeah. points. Like what? What am I looking for? Right? Like they're going to start off bad, and I'm going to hope we get double digits, and then I actually expect them to come, but like make it a game where that's going to come into play later. Like no, not really. I think you're either playing this pre-game where you're not playing it at all. Um, that was my inner monologue yesterday as I was handicapping this game. Did you actually have anything? <laughs> I, I grabbed the nine with the Pelicans in this game. Only, Good on like, you. like I really had no interest in playing it. Like I looked at it on the matchup, you know, on the matchup page. I thought it was a tough one, but I just think nine points. That's a lot. I, th- I think that the a Pelicans lot. are good. And like, even though they've struggled in the last week, they've, they've lost three of their last four, still nine and six in the last 15. I like the way they defend. I think that they're going to come and get up for this game. And I do think at the same time, you're looking at an injury report with Porzingis and Al Horford is questionable for Boston. Uh, they play tomorrow night. I can see them being cautious with one or both of those two. And I do think if you know both of them aren't out there, that leans pretty heavily in New Orleans' favor. This is a lot of points to be giving to a good team. That's uh, a good call. I'm just making note of that right now. I think I'll be in on New Orleans. If, if both of those guys don't go, I'll be in on New Orleans. Because that yeah. is... I, I I still think one the, the most dangerous thing New Orleans can throw at you is Zion straight to the hoop. And if you yeah. don't have the answer for that, then it, it, it's going to put you behind the eight ball. And if you're talking about Horford, Horford being out and Porzingis being out, it's going to open up far more opportunities for Zion to be to be uh, getting to the rim, picking up fouls, get uh, picking up easy layups. So, um, oh geez, and Cornette's doubtful too. That's crazy. I didn't even notice that before. So you got. You, yeah, Porzingis, Horford, and Cornette, all of them. Uh, not yeah, like, there's no one to play center if those two are out. 
All right, I'm making note of that one right now. Yeah, that, that could be an issue for, for them tonight. Um, eight and a half points. It, that was already on the high side to me anyways. Um, all right, Jazz and Brooklyn. Uh, let's see. This right now is pretty much Utah 1. We're kind of around the pick I'm here, but mainly Utah 1's out there. Um, and 235.5 to 236.5 is where you're going to see the total. I bounced around this one a lot yesterday on the opener. I was trying to figure out if I wanted to bet. I looked at Jazz. I looked at over. I looked at Jazz team total over. Um, ended up staying away from it. And then JVT shot me a text that he was on the Jazz. And I was like, all right, it's good enough for me. I was, uh, I, I think I was just coming up with reasons to take me off of this game. Uh, but the Jazz really have been, they continue to be pretty, pretty impressive and pretty consistent. 12 and 5 over their last 17 plus 5.9 net rating on garbage time minute. Uh, that is good for seventh in the NBA, third in offense over that time in this Brooklyn team has just been awful. I, they, they can't get, I, I don't want to say awful, but they can't get any consistent offense going four and 12 uh, over their last 15, 23rd in net rating over that time, 26th in offensive efficiency, ninth in defensive. So this is a game I, I, it was lean jazz lean over for me ended up making a small bet on the jazz in this game. Is this a spot you had in? I played the over 235. Okay. Oh, yeah, I just think the Jazz like have been the getting themselves into you know wild shootouts more often than not, even on games with high totals. And I do think you know it was a really small sample size, but early in the season when Ben Simmons was playing for the Nets, that was a team that was you know top ten in offense, miserable on defense. And I don't think he's going to get them back to being a top ten offense. But I do think that regardless of the you know his inability to shoot the ball he's a player that creates good opportunities for his teammates and i think that he plays with a pace and a and a purpose that will help brooklyn even if it's going to be limited minutes so i think that this is a game where brooklyn will kind of break out of its offensive funk a little bit so you know these teams played in utah a few weeks ago utah scored 125 uh brooklyn only scored 108 i would expect the nets to do a better job of helping out over betters on their own home floor tonight yeah um, yeah, I think that makes sense. I was definitely looking hard at the over as well. Um, or you know, I mentioned it, but we're jazz team total yeah. over. I, I, I've, I kind of like all three. I kind of like the side, the team total over and the over in the game. So, uh, definitely makes sense to me while you're on the over. I think the one, the one that was kind of keeping me off this game last night from a side perspective, it was just looking at schedules and Brooklyn's been, they, they've been, yeah, they haven't been great, but they've also played a brutal schedule uh, here recently. You're talking about, you know, they got a win over Houston the other night, you know, but then it's it's losses against Minnesota, the Knicks, the Clippers, win against the Lakers, loss at Portland, loss with the Heat, heat at home, loss at Cleveland. Like, there's some tough teams that are mixed in there. Meanwhile, it's Utah that's been kind of, when they've been winning games, it's kind of been beaten up on, the, on, a, on these uh, worse opponents. But, you know, they're not playing a good team tonight, really. Yeah. So I, that's kind of what, uh, you know, part of the reason why I ended up thinking still Jazz was the spot um, to look at. All right, moving on down the board, we've got uh, Wizards at the Spurs. This is a 5-10 Pacific time tip, 8-10 Eastern. The Spurs right now, 3.5 to 4-point favorites, 241.5 is your total. I've got nothing here. I have a feeling, though, that... Uh, Zach does, and I don't even <laughs> all I know is he's got a lot of best today. I didn't even read his article. Do you have anything here? I don't have anything here. I mean I don't know why is... I thought you'd be on the Spurs here, but I thought you would be. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't hate the Spurs that they've been playing like really well lately. And then I do think that you know you get a team that you're supposed to beat on your home floor. Like this is a good spot for San Antonio. 
I mean, this is one where I was telling you that I might be looking to add some stuff later. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't rule out jumping on San Antonio minus four at some point, but okay. yeah, I, I'd stayed away for now. All right. I'm going to go a little out of order here on us. Um, Cause I just saw some injury news come down Sacramento Kings and the Grizzlies. I laid eight yesterday with the Kings just because this Grizzlies team is like we've talked about it a couple times, but at this point they're basically rolling out a uh, basically rolling out a G League lineup. But geez, just got this da- uh, come down too. We have Zaire Williams doubtful, Conchar doubtful, Vince Williams questionable, Luke Kennard out all Ooh. today. So even the minimal players that they had uh, not looking great tonight. So. I guess I like my bet. <laughs> I know nobody's listening live, so it doesn't really matter right now. But if Zach, if you wanted to hit that, I don't even know. I see eight and a half and nines out there. I don't. I think that would still be a fair bet, in my opinion, with all these all these injuries these guys got going. It is pretty. I, I, I had played Vince Williams Jr. over eleven and a half points and over fourteen and a half alternate. So we'll see if he goes tonight. I, I really oh, did. Like I just his, read his name. I don't even know what you I said. He was I questionable. Read. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm like. I'm like. There's so many damn injuries. I can't even keep up with them all. So, yeah, okay, so either either you're going to get screwed there or it's probably a really good play because he's going to be one of the few guys out there yeah. that can actually score. <laughs> I like it. Okay, that was not one that JVT had to play on. Okay, back in order, Lakers at the Rockets. Lakers one-point favorites for the most part here, 232.5. Yeah, that's painted total for this game. Um, nothing for me in this one, your classic ridiculous Lakers injury report. LeBron and AD are questionable questionable but they play all the time when they're questionable um nothing too big to worry about on the rocket side jabari smith uh will be going tonight i looked at the under here zach ended up passing though just this total felt high to me uh but no play side or total for me anything you got on this one i took houston in this game i i thought that this was a good spot for the rockets they beat the lakers badly earlier in the season by like 34 when they played in houston uh, I think that the Rockets are getting closer to what we saw earlier in the season. Now that they're getting a little healthier, they have Dylan Brooks back there. You know, they had their edge defensively. I know it hasn't been pretty, you know, these last few weeks, but I do think, you know, they've covered in three of their last four. I trust them more defensively than I trust the Lakers. And I also think Houston shoots a significant amount of threes compared to the Lakers who do not take them a lot. So I just thought this is a good math game for the Rockets who are, you know, going to take the better shots and they're going to defend, you know, their asses off. (laughs) Yeah. Three and four for Houston, but yeah, always, we know how much better they play at home or at, or at least have shown this year. I'm just kind of looking up some numbers that, you know, every time I think to go bet an under on the Lakers and I go and look up their look up their look up what they've done recently. I keep forgetting how, how their defense is like below average right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, there you go. So, uh, that's not really going to drop me to it, to an underplay. I, and shoot Houston's defense has even dropped off a little bit uh, struggling here over the past kind of month, month and a half. You mentioned um, it though, six, 16 and eight against the st- uh, straight up and against the spread at home this year. Lakers nine and 15 straight up on the road, only 11 and 13 against the spread on the road. I think it's a pretty good spot for Houston. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Um, okay. eight ten Eastern big one out West Timberwolves at the thunder. The thunder uh, clearly caught in a look ahead spot yesterday as they lose the Pistons come on home to play the Timberwolves. They will be laying two to two and a half. Uh, or at least that's what you'll see right now. 222 and a half to 223, the total in this game. Let's see. Mike Conley, questionable. 
for the Timberwolves side here. I have a Timberwolves money line play from JVT. Nothing for me here, Zach. I think if anything, I'd actually be looking towards the Thunder. Anytime these two teams meet up, though, it's a fascinating clash of styles to me, though. And a pretty, this is a, I can't wait to watch this game. I think I'm going to be passing on it betting, though. That's how I feel, too. I, I'm, I'm going to watch this one. I don't think I want to bet it. I have the same thought as you that I'm leaning Oklahoma City, especially after the last time we saw these teams play. You know, the Timberwolves couldn't get anything offensively in the fourth quarter. You know, there's just a, a little bit that separates them defensively, but Oklahoma City has Shea, you know, and Minnesota doesn't. So I feel like that's a big factor late in these games, as easy as it is to say that. But I don't know. It, it's a, It'll be a fun one to watch. I don't hate JVT taking the plus money here, but – I do think it's a, it's a game that I would expect Oklahoma City to win. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too, but yeah, really nothing there. I mean, side or total that I would be looking at uh, pregame. All right, take a quick break here. When we come back, finish out the rest of the card. And just like that, the Kings are out to 10.5-point favorites against the Grizzlies, who, I don't know, Zach Cohen <laughs> might be suiting up for tonight uh, yeah. in Memphis. Or uh, anybody who lives in Memphis that listens, listens to the podcast, maybe uh, make a call. You might be able to play in an NBA game, live out your dream. <laughs> All right, 8.40 Eastern time. We've got the Magic at the Mavericks. Mavericks laying four to four and a half right now uh, at home against the Magic. Again, Orlando just played yesterday against Phoenix. Uh, Kyrie Irving is out for Dallas. I'm glad we got that information early. Uh, Dwight Powell, Derek Jones Jr., Dante Exum, all questionable. Markel Fultz questionable for the Magic. Gary Harris out for the Magic. Uh, this was when I was initially looking towards the Dallas side, Zach. Didn't end up playing, though. That's kind of why I made the uh, the joke about thanking Kyrie for being uh, noted out uh, early because I feel like feel like this is another team we've had to wait till like last minute to whether these guys are yeah. in or out with, with Luca Kyrie. Uh, ended up being a pass. It would still be lean to the Dallas side, but man, that's it. Both of these teams are kind of, it looks like magic. They got Franz back or improving a little bit since they got him back as me and you kind of talked a, a lot about when he first went out. We thought that magic team would struggle without him. They really did. Um, looks like they're playing a little bit better here recently. Dallas, man, this team is t- t- tough to figure out, but not not playing great basketball. No bet for me here, Cider Tony. Yeah, I had nothing here. Like when I first looked at it, I thought it was a good spot for Dallas. Catch, you know, they're not laying that many points against an Orlando team that played yesterday. But at the same time, I can't think of many teams in the league that have the ability to guard Luca by himself that the Magic do. They just have a ton, you know, of length on the wing. They can throw Franz, they can throw Isaac, they can throw Bad Carroll at him. So I do think that they match up pretty well defensively, and I think that they are playing, you know, a little bit harder than we've seen the Mavericks lately. I I wouldn't be surprised if this is a game that Orlando goes in there and wins outright, honestly. Yeah, yeah, this is – I mean, both those teams are struggling right now. I think we're going to see them both be looking better at some point here. Um Magic team, you and I, we've brought up before. I, I, I want it. That's another team I want to be able to root really hard for. But God, they just they, they've been they've had some injuries and then some problems. They haven't been able to get some stuff together. Uh, but yeah, pass for me on that game as well. Um, did I get all GVT's picks? I did, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, I want to make sure. Yes, I miss any of his for everybody. Um, all right, another one of the great games tonight: nine ten Eastern Bucks at the Nuggets. Right now, this is Denver three and a half to four. Do see one three and a half. That's kind of interesting to me. Um, total two thirty eight to two thirty nine. I see out there. 
Uh, let's see, injury report. Middleton looks like he's good to go. Did get upgraded to probable, so he should be in. Giannis listed as probable right now. Zach, don't know if you caught this, though. Illness, we're, we're being told with Giannis. I didn't really have a ton of interest in this game until I saw that come down. I don't really know how how bad that is, but, I, you know, you you think of illness, and then you're going to altitude. Okay, if he's already fatigued, tired, how bad could that end up being? I I don't know. I, I don't think that th- this is going to be, you know, I'm not looking at this as the same way of laughing with the 76ers and Joel B not even suiting uh, against Nikola Jokic. I, I, I think Giannis will go if he can, but you might actually see a little bit of a limited Giannis tonight if he does try to push through that. Put that all together. I This is a he- pretty heavy lean to Denver side to me. No bet, though. Did you end up doing anything? I'm I'm with you here. Like this is a really heavy lean, probably one I'm going to add. I'd say it's more likely than not I end up putting it on my cards. So if you look uh, on the Pro Picks page or check back on my story a little bit later, I'll probably be on the Nuggets minus four. I know this is the uh, I believe this is the debut of Doc Rivers tonight. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I don't think that he's going to fix that defense right away, and you're playing an opponent with the ability to just absolutely carve you up. So I think that it's a really tough ask for Milwaukee to go there and you know, lose by such a small margin. Four is not a lot of points. For it's really Jets. not. I think that's yeah. come. It, hasn't that come the Milwaukee way too? I think that open fall. Like, I'm shocked. I believe that some, so. Seeing a three and a half out there. Um, three and four for Milwaukee. You got Denver with, with a little bit of rest advantage in this game. Um, let's see. Just recently, Denver six and three over their past nine. Minus 0.3 net rating, non-garbage time minutes. I mean, they've been middle of the road. They haven't been great, but whatever. Um, Denver at home is a different story. Milwaukee's uh, yeah. seven and two over their last nine plus 5.8 net rating. I get it. The offense is good. The defense is going to have problems. Um, I'm not trying to make this. I, I just, I just think Doc Rivers is going to be so damn bland, Zach, that like, it's I, I like, I don't, I don't really, I don't really add or take away from the team like tonight because yeah. it's, because think- it's his first game, but because it's the first or, or, I don't really add or take away from the Bucks until we see actual change from the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't really think I'm, they're going to get a boost or hurt in my ratings because Doc Rivers is there. Maybe down the line they get a little bit of a boost if we see this defense starting to play better. Um, I mean, it'd be really hard for him to screw up the offense at this point. But yeah. like, you know, if the defense can get a little better, maybe they get a little bit of boost. You do got to wonder about night one, though. I, I You know, is there... Are you going to get an extra effort, you know, still from Giannis and some of these guys on night one? Or is, you know, Doc going to start tinkering with some things that are going to, you know, he's going to start tinkering with now that are going to need some time uh, for these guys to get, you know, to, uh, to, to get, a, you know, to learn and get and start working in regularly to what they're doing. I don't really know. You take that, though, kind of as a negative for game one with them. I don't think I take it as a negative. I, I got, even if they up the effort a little, I still think you're going to get an upped effort from Denver too, because they you know they played a really bad game to end the road trip in New York. Uh, barely beat the Sixers without everybody playing uh, just a few days ago. So I do think they're going to come out. They're going to play hard this game, and I do think you know we've spoken about it a little. I don't think Doc's going to change much from a basketball perspective. I think it's more you know the vibe in the locker room won't be as bad. And I think that, you know, come playoff time, even though people don't think very highly of Doc in the playoffs, it seems like Adrian Griffin was really clueless. So I think that, you know, Doc just being an experienced coach will help from an adjustment perspective there. 
even if he's not a good adjuster himself. So I think those are, those are the changes. Like we've said, this was a good basketball team, even when they fired Griffin. Like, I just don't think much is going to change. I'm playing the Denver side. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with you. And this isn't going to be big, but yeah, especially if you're leaning that way too, I think it's going to be a play on Denver. Yeah. For me, right? It feels, it feels very square. Like I'm sure everybody's it, it on does. Denver tonight, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but who the hell cares? A winner's a winner. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to end up playing that one. And geez, why, why is this, why is this Pelicans line continued to move? That is like a full nine most places now. The Celtics is. is crazy. It, it is wild. I, I mean, they're taking a lot of like. It looks like the public is on the Celtics, and if there is any sharp action, it is on the Pelicans. But the line is moving like crazy, so I don't know if I, I could be completely wrong. I mean, I just keep going back to. I mean, if they are without, they could be without every one of their reliable bigs tonight. Yeah, like that. Is, I, I mean, Zion and Valanciunas, or like they might have a field day uh, down around the rim. And I and like. Even if I knew, even if I knew uh, Horford and Porzingis were playing, I would still say nine is a lot. So uh, I no no no, I would yeah. say that anyways. I'm yeah. I'm just that was the point of the Celtics team has been so good, and, and I'm kind of sick of battling them a little bit. That I I think at that point it was a stay away. Seeing this injury report now, it's just like okay, you give me two of those three guys are out. I'm I'm in on New Orleans for sure, definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna add I'm gonna add Denver. Um, Okay, 76ers and Portland last game tonight. 76ers, 10.5-point road favorites right now, 223 to 2, eh, 222 and a half to 223 your total. In this game, Philly right now is injury report. Maxi and Embiid both questionable. Tobias Harris questionable with an illness. Um, let's see. And then on the Portland side, by, by the way, going back to that game last night, did you was that a was that a play because of the injury boost from from Portland that all those guys ended up playing? <laughs> I think that I just thought that the Bulls were going to just not have lay an egg night. there. Okay, yeah. okay. No, no, it's kind of funny because that was a part of that was a part of that story from last night. I didn't really end up telling was I totally thought most of those guys that were on the injury report were not going to play. Yeah, in the damn they game did end up Portland, yeah. and then they like all played in the game. I was like, no. I, I was like, oh shit, this is a terrible <laughs> handicap, terrible bet. Ended up getting home anyways. Again, remember the lucky ones. Um, all these shaded sharps on there right now as questionable uh, for, for the Blazers. Obviously, Robert Williams still out, but out for the season. But uh, only him after about five or six guys were listed down there yesterday. So that's a little confusing to me. Uh, I don't really know that there's much to say on this game. Do you actually have a bet with all these questionables for the Philly side? No, I have nothing here. The only thing I can say is I'm happy that they're investigating the Embiid being out the other day because that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it really. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, as a as a guy that's been racking up some MB, MVP bets, you know, smooth transition. As a guy that's been <laughs> racking up some uh, MVP bets, I wasn't mad to see it, though. We are anybody who is counting. We are down to seven games uh, or six more that he could miss. The seventh takes him out of running for the MVP. Uh, there might be couches that are burned in Philly. There might be riots <laughs> on the streets. I'd completely understand. I actually, I, I keep going, going back and forth in my head, Zach. I think I like the new rule, but oh man, people are going to freak out if it actually comes into play this year. Like yeah. in, in whatever year it first comes into play, I'm sure people will, will lose their minds over. But if it really comes into play this year with the season that Embiid is having, there, there are going to be some people that lose their mind and, 
I, I like the rule, but it's going to feel real. It's going to like, it's going to feel weird next year to talk about someone else being the MVP when you know the kind of numbers that Embiid puts up. Yeah. I I've been strongly considering going Joker. I just, whatever plus money odds I can get, because look, Embiid's going to get some type of small injury that keeps him out a week or two at some point. Like, it, and like, we'll look back at the game, that last game and be like, Oh, they shouldn't have kept him out of these. They shouldn't be, yeah. they shouldn't be resting because he's going to be injured. But yeah, I, I think like, plus 200 or something is a number I'd be potentially getting in on Joker for. Okay, so here's, and, and I'm going to pick this up because I won't be with you guys tomorrow. So I did want to hit on this actually a little bit because I know I brought it up last week, uh, both MVP and Rookie of the Year. I know I brought up last week. I'll be on long shots tomorrow, so you guys will be without me. So I did want to talk about this a little bit. So Embiid kind of broke down. Everybody, I'll go run through all the counting stats real quick. Uh, 30, I mean, he's up at what? 36 points per game pretty much right now. I totally wrote that one down wrong. 11.4 rebounds, 5.8 assists, 1.1 steal, 1.8 block, true shooting percentage at 65% plus 10.7, uh, an estimated plus minus over at dunks and threes. That is best in the NBA. Again, can only miss six more games. Nicole Jokic, 26.3 points per game on the season, 12 rebounds, uh, 8.9 assists, 1.1 steal, about a block a game, 66.1 true shooting percentage for him, plus 7.1 EPM. That is fourth in the NBA, scoring a little less than both the years that he did win the MVP. Worth, uh, I think that is worth noting in this in this race. SGA, 31.1 points per game, 5.6 blocks, 6.4 assists, 2.3 steals and 0.8 blocks per game. He has a 64.7 true shooting percentage, plus 9.6 EPM. That is second in the NBA, uh, only behind Joel Embiid. I think with him in a potential Western Conference one seed, I think this actually becomes legit conversation with SGA uh, being in this conversation. Top of the league and estimated wins by far. On, there, uh, yeah. On and threes. Appreciate that. Thank you. Giannis, uh, last guy I did write down was Giannis, with all apologies to you, Luca, but I don't, I <laughs> still don't really believe, I feel every year, for, I, whatever number Luca Doncic has been out in the MVP race, whatever his odds have been at for the past two and a half years, all, just still feel too short to me. Like it's, <laughs> and it's more justified now than ever what his odds are, considering what everything else that's going on around him, but I still can't get to how his odds, like, I, I don't really know why he's shorter than Giannis. I, I don't yeah. really know if I agree with that. Giannis, real quick, 31 points per game, 11.7 rebounds, 6.2 assists, 1.3 steals, 1.1 blocks, 64.7 true shooting percentage, 7.4 EPM. That is third in the NBA. Might end up with his best scoring season ever. I brought that up when I did bet him a couple weeks ago in this market. Uh, bet him at 16-1 to or 18-1. I think it was 16-1. to uh, then I added a little bit more to him this weekend, Zach. I added a little bit of 10 to 1 uh, to him. And the other guy I'm considering, and I might bet it after tonight, is SGA. I, I think we're actually entering the entering the point where he is a real part of this uh, MVP conversation. and needs to be considered now that Embiid really is getting up there against this games thing. I think what my strategy is going to be, and this is so funny because this is where the, like MVP is all, already a difficult, difficult discussion seemingly year in and year out with Jokic and Embiid going back and forth at each other. And who's, whose turn is it to get the makeup award basically yeah. for the year before already been tough enough. Now we're going to possibly eliminate one of these guys because he doesn't play enough games. I understand why you're going to look at Jokic first. I think Jokic, yeah, Nicole Jokic, best basketball player on the planet earth. In my opinion, I completely understand 
why you'd be going to look for him at MVP. I think I'm going to probably end up taking the route of trying to surround, like grabbing pieces of almost everybody but Nikola Jokic. Because if we keep seeing Embiid's odds drift, which we should, um, he might be an ad for me if he gets to like four to one or something like that, you know, and just kind of roll the dice that he's going to hopefully not miss any of the games. But if I have tickets on Giannis, uh, Giannis him, and then possibly on SGA here around that same number, I think I'm good going to battle and just hoping that I get one of those horses home and it's not Jokic that beats me. So I think that's what I'm going to do. However, I completely understand anybody who is who would want to say, let me grab Nikola Jokic right now at a, a close to two to one. You're getting what, like plus 175, plus 180, uh, most places what they're dealing right now on him. So completely understand why anybody would go there. Uh, the biggest thing for me, though, is Giannis's odds here. I just I still think they're too long compared to compared to the rest of these guys. I know that depends book to book. I know some books have him down at, at like six to one or plus five fifty. I think that is more accurately priced. The books where you can find him in double digits. I know Caesars had him at 10 to one uh, the other day. That's where I bet him. If you're still talking about that kind of number, I think it's, I think it's a good bet to be making right now. Um, Zach, I I don't know how you're feeling about all this. You're looking towards making a Jokic bet though. You think? I think if I can get it at plus 200, I consider it. I don't hate what you said at all about SGA though, because I think he's right there with the two of them. I think we've kind of, made this a two-man conversation when it doesn't deserve to be. So I don't know. I'd love to see SGA kind of get his love. Jokic is also having, you know, the worst season he's had in the last four years, which is yeah. not really talked about much at all. But Which, yeah. like, okay, okay. We, we got to pause, though. Like, which yes, is it, it is true what Zach just said. He's still <laughs> had incredible seasons, and he's still having an incredible season. Yeah. But I, I think it's something that you have to think of, right? When, when, when yeah. we're talking about this race as a whole, He's still, yes, right now, he's not having as good of a season as he did, as he's had over the past few. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, that speaks, though, to the potential of a makeup win for him. Like, like we're giving it back to him in this, on the case of, of, because we feel bad we didn't give it to him last year. This race has gotten absurd, though, if we're going to do that like two years in a row. Yeah. Like, like, it's gotten absolutely absurd if if we're going to do that two years in a row. So that, that's, that's where I'm, I'm just hoping that we, the NBA collective brains will not do that and actually look to uh, consider some of these other guys, especially when you're talking about, hey, look, I know Denver could end, could end up up there, but what if Denver's the four or five seed in the West? What if Philly, you know, is the three, four seed in the Eastern conference, yeah. something like that. And then you've got Oklahoma city at the one or two seed in Milwaukee at the one or two seed. Like that's got to factor in, right? Like I would, yeah. think, I would hope it does. I would think it does. Um, but who that's- the hell? That's why I brought up estimated wins, by the way, because that was where Joker led the league uh, three years in a row. And that's, you know, people thought he should have won last year. So I think it is a big deal that SGA is ahead of those two guys this year in that. So it's something to monitor. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to pro I'm going to add a piece of him here today. Um, Look at the numbers that number that I can get on him. And then we talked about it last week. I forget which day you and I did alone. I think it was Thursday. We brought up rookie of the year. I did add a beat, a piece of Chet at two to one here in town mm-hmm. over the weekend. Um, yeah, I know I sent you and JVT a text of, of planning out my timing. Yeah. thought I was planning it out to perfection. And then of course the thunder lose to the Pistons yesterday. Um, yeah, not exactly sure how that happens. And then you get Wemby coming back with a fairly easy game uh, tonight against the wizards. Uh, for anybody who missed that conversation on Thursday, this is 
Look, Victor Wembanyama is going to have increased minutes. We're seeing him play more at the center. I do think these big games are going to continue with him. Um, they're go- he's going to have the narrative that he's had all season long with Rookie of the Year heading into the season with the hype uh, surrounding him. But I, you and I have talked about this, about this Zach. Chet with, the, Chet with pretty comparable numbers still. Um, I know the blocks are a little bit behind. I know the points are a little bit behind. I know everything's just a little bit behind uh, what Wemby's doing, though. He's beating him in EPM, though, right now, Chet is. Uh, and I just keep going back to, I. it might not be the right way to look at Rookie of the Year. It's it not often is because we don't, we don't often get this. But I would hope it would matter a little bit more that one of these guys is playing for a playoff team. And not only a playoff team, but he's a significant contributor to a team that right now is battling for, for the first place. Uh, in the Western Conference. So I made a Chet bet at two to one. You and I talked about this last week, though. I don't really know that that's where I'm going to stop with rookie of the year betting. I just think there's a good chance we see this swing uh, of who the favorite is, you know, maybe a couple times here over the next few, next couple months of the season. Or I could be completely wrong, and I've made my one bet in the rookie of the year market, and when Benyama runs away with this thing, when he's averaging like 25 and 13 a night in his increased minutes role uh, with the Spurs. I don't know if you have any new thoughts on that market, but I wanted to, I just wanted to let everybody know I did actually make a bet after we were talking about that last week. No, but my only thoughts are I'm a little nervous. I think that Vic actually jumped Chet in EPM over the oh, really? weekend. Over the by weekend. Like, by like a minimal amount. I think it's 3.9 versus 3.8, but I do think that that is going to be something to watch moving forward. But Chet still has him in a BPM and VORP. So okay. I don't know. Like I, I do think that, you know, if you're, if you're banking on advanced stats as a, as a, you know, something that favors Chet, the fact that he is no longer ahead in all three is something that's a little concerning. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I would personally give this to Chet. I think that a lot of, you know, basketball nerds would give this to Chet and then you'll get more of the casual voters giving it to him. Yeah, yeah. And it, it look, it's a bet because of that. I'm, I'm uh, you know, we talked about this Thursday, but, I, you know, hopefully it wasn't a big, it wasn't a huge bet at two to one because I am hope, hopefully going to add multiple uh, pieces if this works out the way I'm thinking it could there's definitely a world with with this in with this you know him playing the center and this increased minutes that pop has told us about there's definitely a world where Wemby just runs away with this thing and I I, yeah. I won't be shocked I'm not gonna say the guy doesn't deserve it he's been incredible it's just this is this is one of the best rookie of the year races in my opinion that we've had in a very 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 long time so both great players um I just think, you know, if you were smarter than me, you know, easily you could have had nice plus prices on these guys going back even the past month or so. So um, I think this is just a market where you have the rare opportunity to play that game or might have that opportunity to play that game going forward. So just want to let everybody know I did make that bet because I know we were talking about at the end of last week and I was kind of eyeing a time to jump in uh, on the Chet side. So I did grab, did grab a piece of him. I when I was looking around, and finally I saw two to up two to one here at Westgate in town. I, that had to be a my play for me. So. Yeah, I wish I played it smarter. By the way, because you're right, I could have added both both the plus money, but I was a little stubborn, didn't I do mean, it. No, that, no, no. That's <laughs> so. So the, if I lose, right? If I lose, Zach, I deserve to lose because <laughs> I was I was stubborn on Chet too much early, right? When yeah. I could have added a nice plus price already on Wimbenyama, and I just been adding back a nice two to one on Chet right now. So totally uh, it's, it's totally that situation, Zach, where if I lose, I deserve to lose. Cause I should have had plus money on both these guys already. I'm just now starting that plan for some reason. So yeah. you're absolutely right. Okay. Uh, let me find the beautiful sounder for best bets. Where is it? There we go. 
All right, Zach Cohen, I'm going to go to you first. What do you got for the next? Oh, God. You're going to have to let me pull it up. All right, I'm going to well, go thing, first. Actually, good thing the website's fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I got, this, I got the Knicks laying six. Uh, actually, my card sucks uh, to tell people about. I got Knicks laying six and a half. They're currently laying nine. I would not lay it at nine uh, unless you know LaMelo is not going to play. And uh, if you know that, then yes, play. I would lay the nine still uh, right now. I did play Jazz small at a pick'em. That is still playable pick'em or Jazz one. You will find around right now. I laid eight points with the Sacramento Kings. That is out to ten, ten and a half now. With the Grizzlies looking for stadium volunteers, I think to fill out that <laughs> roster tonight. Um, that's everything I've bet. I will be adding Nuggets though, as you and I discussed, and Pelicans will be a play for me if a couple of those bigs are out for the Celtics tonight. Zach, what do you got while I pull up JVT stuff? I have Clippers money line minus 125. I think the most I'd go down that was minus 130 before jumping on like minus one and a half. Um, okay. And JVT is on that Clippers side too. Yep. He's on yep. Clipper, Clippers, Jazz, and then Timberwolves. Yep. And then I have Pelicans plus nine. I'd probably play it at eight, eight and a half if I had to. Uh, over 235 in Jazz Nets, Rockets plus one. And then I have Vince Williams Jr. <laughs> over 11 and a half points if he does end up playing. And I also took a small bite of uh, alternate points over 14 and a half at plus 165. Nice. Well, hopefully he goes because I think yeah. he got a good shot to hit it if he does. <laughs> Not many other guys out there. <laughs> well, everyone right. scores 70 every night now, so maybe it'll be Vince Williams' turn. Right, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. You're a chump if you don't put up at least 50. In this yeah. Come on. At some point this season. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. Not get here tomorrow. It will be Zach and JVT tomorrow. I got long shots. Uh, anybody looking for Pebble Beach plays this week, check out long shots. Uh, Zach and JVT back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to Hardwood Handicappers. See ya. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.